You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where it's storm season here yeah. in the Midwest. You may be hearing Texas. some thunder in the background. So, so just... we've added some ambiance mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to, to this episode as we're recording. Um, and wherever you are in this fair land or fair world that you tune in regularly to listen to us, um, summer's fast approaching where we live. Hopefully spring has sprung where you guys are. Yeah. And things are in bloom. Or fall if you're in the summer. There's new life happening and Mm -hmm. restoration of things. And it's it's all kind of just a great season to Mm -hmm. kind of see. Okay. And I love the correlation to think of it in the sense that that's what we do as people. That's what we do as relationships, too. That there's seasons to things. Go through seasons, yeah. That that sometimes things are really vibrant and alive. And sometimes things are a little more dormant and slow. And that's all part of the process. So wherever you are in this process, thanks for hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you. Let us know what's going on with your questions or comments. Call us at 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymergeradio.com. Jump on Instagram, TikTok, our platform, my.smrnation.com. You can find us all over the All kinds of places. Webs. And there's been quite some, quite some great conversations going on. Yeah. On Instagram mm-hmm. in the stories that we're running uh, throughout the week, where just having some real fun engagement with people. So if you haven't found us there, Sexy Merge Radio is where you'll find us uh, on any of those kinds of platforms. Perfect. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Merge Radio is your questions and our answers. One in particular, I'm kind of excited to do a little bit of a follow up to a blog post I wrote a long time ago. Okay. On how to find a good therapist, how to find a good coach to work with. But right. we're going to pivot and do it in the age of telehealth. Yeah, because it's totally different now than when you were the started some of this different. stuff. Yep, the landscape is vastly different, plus a couple of other questions if we've got time. And then on the extended version of today's Sexy Marriage Radio episode, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. We're going to have a conversation about the art or the importance of boredom. Boredom. I, well, I'm at a stage where I just wish I could be bored right now. How <laughs> many of you true. out there, show show of hands, who just wishes they could be bored? That's right fair. Now? But, that's okay. Completely go fair. Ahead. All that's coming up on today's show. So this is a from an email, and I'm not going to go through and read the whole email, but this is what's setting up this idea of how do you find good professional help in the age of telehealth. Mm -hmm. Because I had a listener email us in that talked about they began couples counseling at the beginning of the year. Uh, They talked about seeking somebody that could work all in one, which is a common approach to couples therapy. All in one, meaning with the the couple and and they'll work with individuals. Um, And training matters in this. That's one of those things that's very important. Sure. That if you're seeking somebody for your relationship dynamic issues find somebody that's trained in that which usually correlates most relate most closely to a marriage and family therapist because that's a systems process mm-hmm. 
There are others out there, psychologists and licensed professional counselors, and then even social workers secondarily, that that's not their specialty. They can do offsets in it Mm -hmm. to get that and be trained in it, but that's not the specialty of that field. So that makes sense. Like if you're going to a medical doctor, you're not going to a urologist if you got a foot problem. Correct. So same thing in training that you have. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things right off the bat is if you're looking for somebody that works to work with your marriage, you want to ask them, what's your training? Not just, I went to this credentialing thing. Mm-hmm. What's your training in it, in right. systems and in relationships? It's a good distinguishing characteristic question. Okay. Okay. So he asked, um, he goes on to talk about, they started the sessions and started to get into it. Uh, and then he reached out to try to have an individual session and it kept getting unanswered. Meanwhile, the therapist, the female therapist, was working with his wife on a regular basis. And then he finally got a chance to get in with her mm-hmm. one-on-one. And it just felt like he was blown off, that she knew someone that he, sh- he should be referred to. You know, just, there was, okay. and I don't know what was going on, because sometimes we don't always click with our therapists sure. or our coaches. And that's something that's a process of therapy then. Mm-hmm. If you're not connecting Bring up that conversation with them. See if they've got somebody that would connect better with right. them. Because if they are so hard and fast about, I don't want to lose a client, then they've got other they got other agendas going on than just right. helping people. Right, right. Realize <laughs> they're in business, but to 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 be in business, but right. you also got to make sure that they're watching out for your best interest when you're talking about are they the best person for absolutely. You? And so. What matters then when you're starting to talk about how do I do this? What What's the best way to go about finding a therapist? And mm-hmm. I'll put a link in today's show notes at smrnation.com. If you mm-hmm. find today's episode in the notes will be a guide I wrote on how to choose a shrink and then part one and part two. Yeah, Because in there, I go through and distinguish what's the different credentialing, what's the different schooling mm-hmm. that's available. Um, but the best thing to do when you're trying to find a therapist, even in the days of like today with telehealth is ask around, get referrals, get personal referrals. Yeah. And I realize some of this breaks a taboo. Right. Cause you're having to tell somebody, uh, I'm interested in you're basically saying we have, have trouble. Yeah. We have problems, but let me let you in on a little secret. Everybody has trouble. Everybody what? has problems. It's the yeah. courageous ones are the ones that reach out for help. Right. So you ask around, you ask a friend, a family member, um, but there's also another thing you can do that goes beyond what I wrote in this article all, you know, over a decade ago, I think is how long ago it was written, mm-hmm. is because of the day and age we're in with Google and social uh, re- reviews mm-hmm. that happen, you can mm-hmm. really investigate people better. Right. And so if you get the lead, a bead on somebody, that you like, I think that said they could be pretty good because you read their websites, you like the write up, you like the, what they've their credentials, they all look good. Seek around to see if they're on any podcasts. Seek around to see what else they've written. Mm-hmm. It'll get an idea of who they are. But ultimately, if you can find something from them via audio, like a podcast as mm-hmm. a guest or a host, or video, you get a better idea of do they know what they're talking about or not. Right. Right. Because anybody can write really good things, but sometimes. 
it doesn't come across because they don't have a personality <laughs> when, right. when you're in person with them right. or connecting with them in a different way. Right, right. So then the other thing you would do is just a phone interview. You call and interview them. Right. Does that have to be super intense no. or over a really long period of time? It yeah. can be real quick. So I guess you probably get that when people are calling to kind of check out working with you, right? I do. What kind of things do they ask you when they call and ask? So some of the best questions to ask, in my opinion, um, are what's your view of the process? Mm -hmm. What's your view of people? And what's your view of relationships? Mm -hmm. How do you operate? That's yep. where I want to hear. And that's where I steer if somebody's really kind of checking things out. Right. I've been fortunate enough doing this long enough. And now, thanks to the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people that reach out to me already know us because they listen and right. they, they've hung right. around and they're like, I'm working with you. Right. I already know you. <laughs> so, so part of that barrier is already gone. Which jump starts the process and it makes it a whole lot faster. Shameless plug. Right. And I'll totally right. admit this. Um, but working with somebody remotely nowadays is completely different because a lot of the states have done away with the border restriction for their licensures. Right. So now a lot of times, like my, my, my marriage and family therapist license and my licensed professional counseling license goes across all the state lines right mm -hmm. now, when it used to not. It was only in the state of Texas. Sweet. So now you can work with anybody. And then it just comes down to personal preference. Would you rather be in person, mm -hmm. in somebody's office, or are you comfortable enough to do it remotely via webcam? Mm -hmm. because in the days of telehealth, like we've got, you're talking about some abilities to see people regularly with via video. And so all you have to do for that is just have a decent internet, mm -hmm. a quiet place to meet. And if you're meeting as a couple, be on the same camera together. Because right. don't be one of you in a car and one of you. Yeah. Sometimes that will happen. Yeah. You're in different locations mm -hmm. when you have to schedule your sessions. But the best is be in the same location because that gives as a therapist and a coach that gives me tremendous data to watch the way a couple interrelates to each other. Right. In the middle of the sessions. Right. Because it feels different than being in my office like when I used to have an office. Right. Now my office is anywhere in the world because mm -hmm. everything I'm doing is virtual. Yeah. But. The perks of that are it's a lot easier to schedule. It's a lot easier to connect because there's less travel time. Right. You can get creative on your timings. Mm -hmm. And then you also want to ask, I think personally, do they have some homework, some things that you do outside of the session oh. that help because there it is go. a little bit of a different feel. Uh -huh. And then the other thing is, do they offer any email and text support? If something comes up, can you email them? knowing it's not therapy, but it's a chance to connect on something to give a little bit of a steer or a reframe. So what should be the expectation on turnaround there? Because I'm thinking of, well, you know, if my clients are texting me and emailing me, I, I, I want to be there for them and provide support, but am I on call? Or what's, so right. what's the expectation uh, there when great, someone's asking great that question? question. Yeah, because some people don't want, they're not going to give out a number for text. They're not going to give out a number. Right. You know, you'll, you'll hear emails. Uh -huh. right? You can find that all over the web typically. So typically you would think that the uh, turnaround would be a day. Okay. You know, 24 hours. Okay. I have, shameless plug warning, shifted as of 2021 to a different package setup with what I'm offering 
couples and individuals. One of them is a Get Me Almost Unlimited for a Year package that has 28 30 sessions that we have over the course of a year. It's unlimited email access. And between the hours of 9 and 9, you can call. Nice. Anytime. If there's a crisis, mm-hmm. and the clients I've been working with have taken advantage of this some, where it's like, I've got this project that I'm working on, and I'm stuck. Right. Can I get on with you? Yes. I'll Give me 15 minutes, and I'm on. Right. And we do a quick little, what about this? What about that? Okay. You're off and running. And so we can get creative with the blend of coaching and mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm that you can get creative on how to, what your approach is. And so a lot of times you just want to do some investigating, ask some questions, and then the biggest step, biggest hint or, or tip to add as we wrap this up mm-hmm. is if it's going along and you feel like I'm not being heard, I'm not being challenged, I'm not, you know, whatever it might be, right. bring that up to whoever it is you're working with. Because if they can't handle being confronted about how the whole process is going, you don't want to work with them when it comes to marriage. Right. Because marriage is high conflict, high anxiety work. Yeah. Because you live it. If you've been married any length of time, you know that. Yeah. (laughs) So I love, there was a commercial just recently where a guy walks in and his wife's just staring out the window and he's, (laughs) what's wrong? You okay? Fine. And he just, you could see his face just go, "Uh uh-oh. You're not fine, you know, because there's so many layers of communication going on there (laughs) that there's problems. Yeah. So you need somebody that can dive into that with you. And then last statement is if you're looking for marriage help, you want to find somebody that's comfortable talking about sex, in my opinion. Yeah. For dramatic effect. Dramatic effect with the lightning, the thunder. Because that's a huge component of marriage. Right. And it may not be part of the issues that that you're seeking therapy for, but you want someone that's comfortable because a lot of times it can spin to that. Right. Thanks to Thrive Cosmetics for sponsoring us today. I've been using this clean skin loving products and love them. If I'm not wearing any other makeup, I don't go out without mascara and I just love their liquid lash mascara. It goes on to give long lashes and is smudge free and clump free. And the Brilliant Eye Brightener does just that. Brightens and opens the eyes. It's a highlighter stick, and it's easy to apply and blend, and it's perfect on the go. And their amazing products are clean with no parabens and sulfates, and they never test anything on animals. Thrive Cosmetics has a bigger-than-beauty mission. That This is what I love so much. Uh, For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. They support nonprofit partners with donations of funds and products to organizations that help women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. It's a beauty brand that goes beyond being skin deep. I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are great and their bigger than beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love them as much as I do. Visit thrivecosmetics.com slash SMR for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's thrivecausemedics.com slash SMR for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash SMR. So an email came in from a wife that says, I am the lower desire wife. We have sex maybe five times a month. For the last year, maybe longer, I actually dread it. Mostly because I would say 90% of the time, I don't climax. 
My husband has been struggling with erection issues, and we've tried the KY long-lasting spray, which does help, but however, foreplay is almost non-existent, so I just have a hard time getting there. Once he finishes, it's all done, and I'm just left there. No mention from him of, hey, let me do something else to help you get release. It's happened enough, and I absolutely hate sex, and I don't want to. I obviously struggle with communication, or this wouldn't be an issue. Can you help me find the words to help him understand? Or do you have an episode related to this? I hope all this makes sense. Thanks for what you do. I think she captures quite a few couples. Yeah. Maybe not in the particulars of erectile issues or I don't get to have release 90% of the time. Right. You know, but right. the fact that we've got a problem, one person does, the other does too, but isn't recognizing it. Or they recognize it and they're just ignoring it. That's fair. That's fair too. They know the problem. Right. They're not willing to do anything about it. That's a good good point, Pam. So to her question, uh, can you help me find the words to help him understand? No. Why not? Well, to help him understand. I don't have any clue. That's the whole concept of how often do we get caught up in a situation that's happening. And I fall victim to the idea that Apparently, my partner's just not understanding it, and so I haven't put the right combination of words or actions together to help them get it. Okay. So is is the first question not, have you vocalized anything at all to him? That's Is, is, is there any... That's a different offshoot of where we would want to go with okay. this, to where the statement isn't, and the question isn't, in my mind and in our minds, how do you help him understand? The The step is... How do you make it clear where you are? Right. How do you make it clear the dynamic that's going on with you? Right. Because if you wanted to come at this and and really try to change this whole dynamic and and confront it better, then you got to be willing to to take a stand. Mm-hmm. So then you got to start asking yourself the questions of what is it that makes it to where you have struggle communicating? Is it built into this idea that if I speak up for what I want, I'm being selfish, I'm being unkind, it's going to fly right in the face of the problem he has with the erectile issues? Right. Tough. (laughs) That's just part of the dynamic of a a marriage and two people Mm -hmm. in two separate paths and each of you trying to confront that path better maybe, Mm -hmm. or for sure in this case, one of you confronting that better, knowing this is going to be difficult on my partner when I bring this up, but it's difficult already. Yeah. It, well, he's got to know something already. There's no way he doesn't realize there's an issue here. Right. He just may not know exactly what it is, but it's to say that she hates sex, uh, that makes it super difficult already anyway. Yeah, that's right. Because we're talking about a dynamic that, both parties probably have a better view of what's going on than they're willing to admit. Right. Than, than they're willing to state because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw this and when I was looking through uh, some things on TikTok the other day, preparing for where, what it was some of the stuff I was getting ready to create too. And one, somebody asked the question of how do you, how do you know that your wife has orgasmed? <laughs> right? Because there's a pressure on there uh-huh. of one, don't keep asking because don't if, ask if you orgasmed. Right. Okay. It, it, because then it's, it's takes the, pre- it, it 
changes the focus and it adds a pressure. Okay. But the other is just, I mean, because the immediate thing that comes to my mind is we are sophisticated enough beings. We don't admit this because it gets us in trouble, but we are sophisticated enough beings as people. We have an idea of what's going on. Just pay more attention. Yeah. Be a better student. And that starts with being a better student of yourself. So if you have trouble communicating, be a student. Ask yourself why. What is Mm -hmm. it that makes it a struggle? Mm-hmm. What's the issues that where I have, I don't like to speak up. I don't like to ask for what I want. I don't like to disappoint somebody. I don't like to put pressure on somebody because the reality of life on life terms is all of that's going to happen when you live in close proximity to somebody else, especially if you want to have a vibrant sex life with somebody else. Right. Because the best sex is actually when both people are seeking what they want and what their partner wants. It's not just one-sided. Right. And when you lay it all out on the table, at least then it's out on the table. It's not hidden. Well, maybe he he knows that I've got an issue with that. Maybe he doesn't. Or I assume he does. And then I get mad because he doesn't. The assumptions and all the things behind it are... So to get practical, the next time you Mm -hmm. have sex um, and it it goes too fast from the foreplay to the intercourse, Uh speak up. I'm not ready for that yet. I would like to keep doing this. Yeah. I want to slow this down. I would like you to focus on me. And if you're not willing to, maybe I'll just focus on me. You can just hang out for a bit. I mean, <laughs> whatever, whatever you're it. comfortable with, whatever you want to start steering towards that aspect of your marriage and your life being more in li- engaged and inviting, mm-hmm. make those moves and see what happens. Because to me, that's the cleaner move. Because it helps put whatever the pressure and the dynamic really is more Mm -hmm. front and center rather than this thing that we usually kind of dance around and we're not really even sure what the problem is. Mm -hmm. So make the move that says, this is something I really want to experience and be involved in. I want more equality in. Mm -hmm. So are you going to help me out and are you on board and in favor of this or not, honey? Because if you're not, that's good information for me to know. Yeah, I could take my next step on whatever that is. Because then that might mean I just need to be more proactive in my own self and in the way I bring about my vitality and Mm -hmm. vibrancy to Mm -hmm. this aspect of our marriage too. Mm -hmm. So we're going to continue the similar kind of a thread of of a dynamic, different topic though. Okay. Email from a... um, a wife that she says, my husband's been active duty in military since we met and we married. When we were dating, he seemed very interested in sex, but once we married, it became obvious that I was the higher desire spouse. After several years of marriage and two kids, I felt like I was third or fourth place, fourth place in his life. I ended up having an emotional affair with a man I met online. After several years of this affair, my husband found the texts and was very upset. After going to counseling, I decided to end the affair. My husband and I have reconciled, but our sex life is still almost non-existent. I'm struggling because I want to be wanted sexually, but sex doesn't seem to happen unless I initiate it. Can I do anything to help my husband initiate sex? Again, the same kind of spirit as the last email. No. (laughs) On trying to get someone else to do something, we have totally given up our power. So this is, again, one of those dilemmas, and this is a little bit more of trends are only you know, 25, 30% of relationships where it's the wife that's the higher desire. Mm-hmm. 
but that's still plenty of people. That's plenty of people, but most of the women that that this enca- encapsulates, they feel like unicorns. Sure. Right. Sure. <laughs> that it's like I got to be the only one because you hear conversation from your girlfriends, and it's like I'm the only one. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> so instead, it comes down to how do I examine my plight as the higher desire spouse? Because you and I have talked a lot about there's a higher desire and a lower desire. Right. Be better at whatever role you play on that continuum. Right. So if you're the higher desire, how do you just come to grips with a majority of the initiation is going to be on my shoulders? A majority of maybe even leading the times is going to be on my shoulders because I want it more than what my partner wants it. So you say majority, and if I'm high desire pretty much all the time, is it not all the time? So I ask that question because if you have the expectation of a majority, meaning some of the time they're going to still initiate, do they? Okay, so some Are of they, this, and am I setting myself for, for disappointment even thinking that sometimes they'll initiate? Fair question. So sometimes then just comes down to how are you framing it? Because some of it can be they are initiating it, but it's not a blatant, overt initiation of sex. It's actually just more of an initiation or a prompt towards the idea of it. Yeah, like I'm open to having sex. Right. Some of yeah. it can be their responsiveness. And that's the expectation of what what is initiation. Good point. Right, and And both of you may have a different definition of what initiation is. True, but I also want to build it off of the statement she writes in there, and this is the one thing everybody's trying to find the key for, including us, is I want to feel wanted. Yeah. That's beyond just do you initiate sex with me. Mm-hmm. That's a do you want me. Mm-hmm. And when we get caught in that framework, all of the information that's out there that's been proposed for how do you increase a sex life with scheduling or... It's your turn, then it's my turn, or sexy texts, or date nights, or vacations, whatever it might be. Those are good band-aids and can serve a purpose and a role, but those don't still meet the idea of, do I end up feeling wanted? Right. Because that's one of those things that when we're talking about a free choice relationship, that's a risk and a struggle of all I can do is present something that I believe is worth wanting. Right. And I see if they like it, choose it, respond in kind to it. Well, we made it through with only a couple of claps of thunder. Not too bad. It helps when you can pause when the big stuff comes through. Well, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody heard the the door slam when the uh, <laughs> wind picked up and the door wasn't latched. Texas thunderstorms. I was thinking of that the other day too, where we had some people that came to the getaway and they were like, I just really hope there's a good Texas thunderstorm because they were from California and there's different storms there. Yeah. Then rumble through the Midwest. So, mm-hmm. well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio and I hope that only the storms that come through your marriage are really good storms that are rumbling. Does that even matter? Does that even make sense? Yeah, I don't Can know. Can you have a, little, a good storm? I'm a little confused on that one. But. <laughs> I guess storm has a bad connotation, <laughs> <Right>. it? <laughs> well, how about good claps of thunder going on in your marriage? There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, if we left something undone, we want to know from you. 214-702-9565. Or if you got a question for follow-up or just a completely different topic, let us know. Or feedback at sexymergeradio.com. 
Well, wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, we thank you again for taking a little bit of time out of your week to spend it with us. See you next time.